This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for July and August of 2017. It is a sizzling summer in the American heartland with North and South Dakota taking the brunt of a devastating drought which has impacted spring wheat country. Temperatures across the American Midwest have been triple digit for much of July and it remains to be seen how this will impact corn and soybean crops in the United States. The 30-day forecast for the American Midwest is for a continuance of hot and dry weather. On July 12th, the USGA weighed in with their latest estimates of U.S. crop production. And in the report, the USGA increased U.S. corn production at 14.255 billion bushels with the U.S. national yield sustained at 170.7 bushels per acre. And at the same time, the USGA increased soybean production to 4.26 billion bushels. This was based on a 5 million bushel increase based on expected harvested acres at 48 bushels per acre. The USDA also raised new crop corn ending stocks by 75 million bushels. This was offset to some extent by an increase of 50 million bushels in the feed and residual usage. The 2017-18 corn ending stocks are now estimated at 2.325 billion bushels, which is up 215 million bushels from earlier estimates. The new crop soybean ending stocks were reduced by 40 million bushels to 410 million bushels. This lowered new crop soybean ending stocks by 35 million bushels down to 460 million bushels. Now all wheat production was raised. However, spring wheat production estimates were slightly higher than pre-report estimates, but down 21% from last year. And the U.S. Durham production was below pre-report estimates and 45% less than 2016. Now on July 21st, corn and wheat futures were lower than the last market trends report, and the soybean futures were higher. September corn 2017 futures were at 379 a bushel, the July 2017 soybean futures were at 10.09 a bushel, and the July 2017 Chicago wheat futures closed at 4.99 a bushel. And the Minneapolis September 2017 wheat futures closed at 7.65 a bushel, with the September 2018 contract closing at 6.66 a bushel. And the nearby oil futures as of July 21st closed at $45.70 a barrel, down from the nearby futures of last month of $47.07 a barrel, and the average price for ethanol on July 21st in the U.S. was $1.77 a U.S. gallon, up from last month at $1.72 a U.S. gallon. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on July 21st was 0.7969 U.S., up from the 0.7695 U.S. reported here last month, and the Bank of Canada's lending rate has been increased to 0.75%. Now in Ontario, the wheat harvest has been progressing nicely in southwestern Ontario, completed almost in Essex and Chatham-Kent. Yield and quality has been good, but maybe not as good as 2016, and in some areas of the province, harvest is just getting started. Excess rainfall in some of these areas may impact the quality. Needless to say, the recent price spike in the wheat futures market came in the nick of time for many Ontario wheat producers. Parts of Ontario have continued to be inundated with too much rainfall during this growing season, especially in central Ontario. After a wet spring, crops have been progressing and generally are behind last year's progress to some extent. Corn fungicides are beginning to be applied in southwestern Ontario, and many producers are including an insecticide for the control of western bean cutworm. As of July 21st, it's likely Ontario crops are not as good as last year, but may even still be above average. In Ontario, a corn crop more like 1.85 million acres versus Stats can of 2.1 million acres, and a yield average of 155 bushels per acre might be in the ballpark. Now, this is smaller than usual and may have ramifications for basis levels going into 2018. 
The Ontario corn basis levels actually reached and backed off and continued to flutter around the import level to processors in the province. However, basis levels at the elevator level are much lower, partly because of some vomitoxin concerns, which were present in some areas of the province in 2016. Canadian dollar almost reached 80 cents U.S., and gaining 6 cents over the last week, eight weeks has been negative to cash basis levels in Ontario for all three grains. And you can view all the grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now, the bottom line is, it might be hot and dry in the American Corn Belt, but it is not 2012. With December corn settling in a trading range between 384 and 417, the market does not believe the crop is in trouble. This is happening in an atmosphere where in the northern plains in the Dakotas, the wheat crop is dead and the corn crop not, not much farther behind. So we move on into summer, watching the market for any clue that may concern. Weather reports in the American Corn Belt have become the focal point of the market. What cannot be lost in the recent run-up in the soybean and wheat futures is the effect of the Canadian dollar on our cash prices. Canadian dollar, as of July 21st, is tantalizingly close to an 80-cent U.S. level. This has had a great mitigating effect on Ontario cash prices through the recent futures rally. And on May 2nd, the Canadian dollar was flooding around the 72-cent U.S. level and has been almost vertical since then. It is a quintessential example of the challenge of marketing Ontario grain. Hedging the foreign exchange risk on basis versus futures moves will continue to challenge Ontario farmers. Now, we have hot and dry weather forecasts and a sideway trading range for corn. However, the ethanol, gasoline, and oil market have been positive for corn prices. The U.S. dollar has also been declining, which has been a little bits of bullish stimulus in the corn market. It remains a critical time in the marketing decision process. We are at a tipping point on the U.S. production direction for which way this crop goes. Now that direction or tipping point may be on August 10th when the USDA releases their first survey-based in-field look at crop production. Of course, by that time, much of the hot, dry weather will have manifested itself across the Corn Belt. The USDA has stuck with their national corn yield of 170.1 bushels per acre. It is likely by August 10th to be reducing that somewhat, possibly down to 166 or lower. Needless to say, the market by that time will lose some of the interest it has had in old crop bearishness and will be focusing more on conditions in the field. Now for corn, in 2016, the high in December corn was reached on June 18th. However, the high in December corn this year was 417 reached on July 11th, only to be back down to 393 on July 21st. The question is, will we get another kick at the can? Will farmers get a chance to see December corn reach back up to 450 a bushel like it did in 2016? Now, the American Weather Agencies has put out their three-month outlook for U.S. crop weather in the Midwest, and it looks hot and dry. In places like North and South Dakota, the corn crop has been devastated, like the spring wheat crop. It is a small part of the total U.S. crop, but it is not insignificant. And the December 2017-March 2018 corn future spread is minus 11 cents as of July 21st, which is considered neutral. Seasonally, the corn futures market tends to tend drown, down through early October, and the December corn contract is currently priced in the upper 41% of the market's past five-year price distribution range. Now, for soybeans, the soybean futures market has gained about 80 to 90 cents in the last three weeks. 
This is significant, especially when we have not hit the critical soybean pod filling stage in August. If the weather continues to look hot and dry into August, there is real potential for soybean prices. Now, American soybeans are still priced a bit higher on the export market than South American soybeans. For instance, there will be quite a bit of competition for American soybeans come this fall, so there is still bearishness within the sector. However, August rains are critical for soybean development, and we all we have yet to enter that time frame. The November 2017 January 2018 soybean future spread is currently at minus eight and a half cents as of July 21st, and this is considered neutral. Now, seasonally, the soybean market's five-year price index tends to trend down through mid-August, and the November soybean contract is currently priced in the lower 47% of the last five-year price distribution range. Now, for wheat, there's no question. The spring wheat in the Dakotas has been devastated. However, it is not devastated everywhere, including here in Ontario. There is a premium for high-protein spring wheat, and that will remain for some time. It is not completely transferred to the wheat market in Chicago, but has come along in the nick of time for Ontario producers who are enjoying higher prices than a year ago. $6 wheat off the combine was available in the first part of July for many producers in the deep southwest of Ontario. It was also available for producers to forward contract for 2017 and 2018. The crop continues to be harvested in different parts of Ontario, and these higher prices may spur more wheat planting this fall. Now, as we move ahead, the hot and dry weather forecast may have an impact. But keep in mind, one good drenching rain wipes all that out and tips the scale back into bearishness. Of course, we are still a few weeks away from the critical pod filling time period in August for soybeans. And with the lateness of the crop, all of this has been pushed back a bit versus 2016. Of course, much of that opportunity in Ontario has to do with the value of the Canadian dollar, which is trying to break through 80 cents U.S. as of July 21st. The health of the Canadian economy has been good, and it was partially recognized through the Bank of Canada increase in their overnight lending rate by 25 basis points in July. This was testosterone for the Canadian dollar and negative for Ontario our Ontario cash grain prices. Future Bank of Canada rate increases are not out of the question. Of course, many are asking if the Canadian dollar can sustain its torrid pace over the last eight weeks. Now, the weather forecast will continue to dominate going into August. Soybean prices have been somewhat buoyant in July, but could become more volatile into August depending on weather forecasts. Seasonally, soybeans tend to trend down through harvest, and the market is fighting against that. A November soybean futures close at 10.22 on July 21st is still very healthy in this bearish market environment. Now, there are still a myriad of other issues affecting the grain market. We have onerous old crop supplies coming out of South America, as well as good crops now being produced in Europe. Interest rate increases may be coming within the United States and Canada, Will there be a black swan event in late July or August to completely wipe the slate clean and send prices in direction? We can't imagine now. That is the unknown, something which is all a possibility. Nobody knows where prices will go. It's important to immerse ourselves in all of these market factors and make the best marketing decision we can. Daily market intelligence will remain key. Standing orders for grain will remain a great tool to capture these opportunities. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for July and August of 2017. I'm Philip Shaw.